0: it to me.
1: to God right now. inside this building right now. My hallelujah belongs to you. One more time, choir. Let's sing my. To you to
0: sing to sing
1: thank you Jesus you purified me Lord God you've made me clean and I worship you today because
2: Probably the best gift of Christmas is not that he didn't come just to come, but he came to save. And if it wasn't for Christmas, there'd be no Calvary. If it wasn't for Calvary, we wouldn't celebrate Christmas. And his blood, he came as a spotless, sinless lamb to save us from ourselves and from our sin. Worship with us as we sing.
3: Come on, church. Are you glad for the blood? Are you glad to be washed? I'm so glad that he washed me in his blood. There's not a sin that God can't cleanse you from. I'm so glad today. Oh, God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus for washing me in your blood. God, I'm so glad you said you didn't come to save the righteous, but you came to save the sinners. It's not those that are well that need a physician, but those that are sick. Oh, God, I'm so glad, Jesus. Come on, let's just praise him right now. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always want to, every time I come into this this sanctuary, I want to give God my best praise. I want to give Him all the glory because He's worthy of it. Hallelujah! What an awesome God! What a great God! And if you just sometime, I, even with myself, I just we just don't realize how good God really is. We can't even fathom how good he is. But he is good and he is awesome. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him one more praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to get ready to go before the Lord in prayer this morning as we always do at this particular time to give you an opportunity to allow God to touch your life. Whatever changes that you need in your life, whatever changes you want to see in your life, whatever changes we want to see in the world, whatever changes we want to see in the church, it's going to be by prayer. It's going to be by prayer. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. So as we go before the Lord this morning in prayer, we want to always lift up our pastors, brother and sister Rosen, always lift them up before the Lord. As I say, pray for sister Rosam, she needs a special touch in her body this morning pray that God would touch her and heal her and work a miracle, but always pray for their health, pray for their strength, pray for their well-being, their safety, pray that God would keep them renewed and revived so that they can pour into our life the things that we need from God, also let's remember our missionaries, let's pray for the brother and sister Tear, let's pray for brother Mike Washington, also let's remember our North American missionaries as well as our global missionaries, and also let's pray for sister Nash, she needed from God this morning sister Karen Byron mom uh, also uh, brother Keish K- uh, he need a touch from God this morning let's pray for him that God would touch him and also sister Melanie Davis uh, and brother Charles strong you know we know that God is a miracle worker and the Bible says that God is a healer he's the only one that can heal so we're going to pray for them this morning as well and let's continue to pray that God will move people from darkness into his marvelous light, that they will begin to have a desire and a hunger from God. How many of you need something from the Lord this morning? Amen. God sees your hand, and I believe that as you raise your hand, God is already working on your behalf. This altar is open if you want to come and be prayed with and be prayed for. Let's go before the Lord together for all of these requests that I just mentioned. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you this morning that we can come in your name and that we can pray in your name, God. Lord, we look to the hills this morning from which cometh our help. For our help cometh from the Lord. And God, you said in your word that whatever we ask in your name, you say you'll do it. And God, we believe you this morning because we know your word will not return void. And God, as we come in Jesus' name this morning, Father, we pray for our pastors, Brother and Sister Rosen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Sister Rosen this morning. God, she need a special touch in her body. God, we ask you this morning to send your word. Let your word bring healing this morning into her body, into her life. And God, this morning I pray for their help. I pray for their strength. I pray for their well-being. I pray for their protection in the name of Jesus. And God, in the name of Jesus, I pray this morning for our missionaries. I pray for the tears and I pray for Brother Michael Washington. God, I ask you this morning to protect them and Open doors for them and provide for them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Sister Karen Barron, Mom, Sister Nash. My God, this morning, in the name of Jesus, by your stripes, she is healed. In the name of Jesus, I pray for Brother Keonis this morning. By your stripes, he is healed. I pray this morning, God, for Sister Melanie Davis. Oh, God, that you will touch her and with your stripes. This morning she is healed. Touch child strong this morning. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, we lift you up. My God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, this morning that you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh. In the name of Jesus, touch our hearts. Touch our minds. Touch our spirits. Help us to be strong in you and in the power of your might. In the name of Jesus, build us up. What will we strengthen us? My God, oh my God, direct our steps in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way in the name of Jesus in this service we pray today. Come on, lift him up. Bless him today. In the name of Jesus.
4: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. But first, I'd like to just thank the missions team for allowing me to get up here and speak to you all this morning, and as well as my pastors, brother and sister Olson. And so as we're moving into the season of perpetual hope and, and still the thanks, the missions team and I come to you all with this this morning with the ministry of Christmas for Christ. So a little bit about Christmas for Christ it produces the majority of the funds for the church planning efforts um, in each district uh, 40% of each districts Christmas for Christ offering remains in the district for direct use towards evangelism so praise God uh, and these funds are also used exclusively for like I said new churches training church planners promoting Christmas for Christ and underwriting the administration um, the for, of the direct missions efforts so we will be watching a short clip about the impact of Christmas for Christ and um, also during offering you can come up and make a pledge and just to further the impact of Christmas for Christ and also just go with the season of you know thanks and perpetual hope so we'll watch a little video.
5: Hey, my name is Josh Youngblood. I'm the lead pastor at Grace Church in Little Elm, Texas. And I want to thank you for giving to Christmas for Christ. Because of your giving, we launched our church just over five and a half years ago. But two years ago, I'm standing in a renovated space because of generous churches that gave to Christmas for Christ. We were able to take a CrossFit gym, completely renovate it. We purchased chairs. We purchased music equipment. We purchased everything we needed to turn this gym into a church. And because of your giving, you are making an eternal difference in the kingdom of God. So thank you for giving to church plants just like ours. Thank you for doing the work of God through Christmas for Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I see the rethought coming up them steps, right? Praise the Lord. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Susie, for that announcement. You know, Christmas for Christ is a, is a big deal. You know, as we're close to celebrating our 40 years, if I remember correctly, uh, Christmas for Christ was a big portion of allowing Brother and Sister Olson uh, to plant a church here in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's a big deal. So what these envelopes are, I'm just going to kind of re- reiterate a little bit, um, we're going to pray. We're going to have offering of prayer. But then you can come up in and, and pick up one of these offering envelopes. Now, each one of these envelopes has a dollar amount on it. And this is the amount that you're basically pledging that you would like to give towards uh, Chris, the Christmas for Christ offering. So what I like to do is I come up because each one has a dollar amount on it. So I know if you, you guys are like me, you're looking for where are the six dollar envelopes and eight dollar. No, I'm just kidding. You guys don't do that. But I like to come up here and I'll close my eyes and I'll just do a random selection. And whatever that envelope is, then I'll just trust the Lord that he's going to help me to get that dollar amount to place in this envelope for Christmas for Christ. So it kind of makes it a little fun. And scary. scary, (laughs) So as we take up tonight's or this morning's offering, I I encourage you to come up and and be a part of uh, this uh, tremendous offering. Amen. Praise the Lord. I do have a few um, announcements to make uh, this morning. Just get back here. Uh, but I want to welcome you to Church Pentecost. Can you give yourselves a round of applause? Thank you so much this first Sunday of the month. To all of our guests, we're so honored and privileged and pleased that you are here. Please don't be in a rush. Uh, after service, we would like to meet and fellowship with you immediately after service in our uh, guest reception there out in the fellowship hall, uh, because we are so glad you are here. Today is actually a very awesome day. Today is our pastor's birthday. Oh, come on now. We love Brother Olson around here, and uh, we will be honoring and celebrating him a bit more uh, tonight. So I do encourage you to join us for our 6 p.m. service. We want to show as much love uh, and honor to our pastor, Brother Olson. Praise the Lord. You know, I was expecting you to dance around the room or something. Maybe tonight, maybe tonight. We love Brother Olson around here. If you would like to. uh, to give him a card or show a token of appreciation, we do have a basket out in the, uh, in the foyer. If you want to drop that envelope um, in there, we'll make sure he gets that during tonight's um, appreciation. Amen. I want to also make mention to Tuesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be having um, our corporate uh, prayer. Everyone is invited. It will be a focus on our young married and our singles, which will be 7 p.m. in our uh, Fred Olson uh, building uh, on Tuesday. And also, as we get a little bit into the week, we'll be having our our kids play on Friday night. That is called uh, Back to the Manger, and that will be on Friday night and then again on Sunday on December the 10th during our AM service. I want to also make mention on that PM service of December the 10th, our choir will be having a concert uh, entitled More Than Just a Story. So that is always a wonderful opportunity. So we have two events uh, that we can invite our friends and family to join us here at Church of Pentecost, and I encourage you uh, to do so as we uh, get deep into the Christmas season. Amen? As you notice, we've been doing some, some remodeling. It's going to look awesome. Um, so uh, this week on the 14th, I believe, uh, we're going to start the process of uh, ripping out the carpet, uh, here on the uh, on the floor as well as uh, the platform and moving some different things around um, as they're painting and laying new carpet. So I encourage you, uh, for all our uh, young men, young married and our, our singles, actually anyone that feels strong, uh, to just be on the lookout for emails, Facebook posts about the schedule for when uh, we start, you know, kind of getting things in disarray. Listen, we're trying to get this place beautified for our 40th, we're trying to get it beautified for our conference here coming up. So we're going to need everybody involved to get this thing done. Amen? So as we're doing all those things, I encourage you, uh, if you want to continue to give through the, our building fund, uh, to kind of help us replenish for all the all the efforts to, uh, to remodel, that would also be greatly appreciated. Praise the Lord. That's actually all the announcements I'm going to make uh, this morning. Uh, actually, one more one more plug. I'm sorry. Uh, Sister Shortridge reminded me, uh, you know, we have our, our wing cook-off, which is coming up in about four weeks, but she just wanted to put a plug out that we will be needing cooks uh, and folks involved in, in helping us, because uh, that's always another huge community event that we have here in the beginning of the year. But more details to come about that. Just be want you to be aware. That's all the announcements I'm going to make this morning. So we can go ahead and have our ushers to make our way as we give this morning's offering. Praise God. Deuteronomy 16 and 17 reminds us that every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Lord your God, which he has given you. So this is that opportunity where we're able to give back a measure of all God has blessed us with and provided for us, and it's beyond just financial, but our health, our strength, our mind—all those things are benefits uh, from the Lord. So, these are this is an opportunity to give a portion back. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you this morning, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, and for your grace. As we honor you, Lord God, in your house, Lord God, we are in absolute agreement, Lord, that everything that we have is been a gift, a benefit from you. So tonight, Lord God, we, we invite you into our plans. We invite you into our finances, especially during this Christmas season. Lord God, we know that everything that we have is because you've allowed us to profit. So as we come to present our tithes, to present our offerings to you, Lord, out of gift of obedience and sacrifice to you, let this be an honest reflection of your blessings. And we give you all the praise. In your precious name we pray, in Jesus' name. As you're making your way up, can we put our hands together one more time? and honor the Lord. God bless.
2: Anything can happen, okay? And you might be in a dark place, but if you will just say his name, I know he will come to you and show himself mighty on your behalf. He's in the room.
6: forsaken, never alone the God of heaven calls me his own he's not just seated upon the throne I know he's right here inside my home I've got a treasure here in my heart and in my weakness it won't depart I have a Savior who will abide. He's not just with me, He lives inside. Just go out and you'll live. Our God will bring you out and He will testify. He shuts the lion's mouth. Go ask those Hebrew boys. If he'll stick by your side, they will identify the fourth man in the fire. They'll tell you, oh. oh, oh."
7: I want to say that it amen we appreciate the choir and all that they've uh, accomplished here today and i want to say that we had such a wonderful time at the banquet amen friday night i've always liked quartet music i don't know if you do or not but uh, i've always loved it and we had the right road quartet at the banquet and it was such a marvelous time the banquet is a time where we can find fellowship create community all of the events that we try to do where we get people together that's what the purpose is now we want to have good food and we want to enjoy ourselves but really it's about everybody getting together and creating community uh, The best way to get involved in this church is get in community events. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You get in those events and I promise you, you you'll be in the very middle of the church before too long. Uh, I want to say thank you for all the accolades that uh, I've received already for my birthday today. Uh, Thank you. Brother Tim Cole, the reason I didn't get up and dance is because I was highly disappointed that these envelopes weren't about me. (laughs) If you, all of our guests today, if you haven't understood humor is a part of this church, man if, you, if you're if you not humorous you may not enjoy some of the stuff that happens around here <laughs> amen thank you for getting these envelopes and you can get them after service also if you want to come pick something out Christmas for Christ is such a great endeavor it is for North American our North American continent Canada and and the united states in starting new churches and promoting evangelism in our world and that's so important amen we're going to turn to hebrews the 12th chapter I i thought about making you sit down but i don't know before when i talked but i'm going to have you stand here for the reading of the word today amen i'm so thankful for god and the word of god And I'm thankful for what he's accomplished and done in our lives Hebrews 12 and 1 says this therefore we also since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith for who who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Amen. For a few moments here this morning, I want to speak on this thought. For the joy. Amen. for the joy. You may be seated. It's commonly believed that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And Paul understood the things that are written in these scriptures. He understood the cloud of witnesses and the discouragement. Because we are already surrounded by witnesses, let us use their examples and do good that they have that they represent it the reason for that is we under have to understand that there is joy involved in the journey amen there's joy involved in the journey you say well there's a lot of other stuff involved in the journey yes there is But if you will look at the examples that are given to us in the Word of God, and especially uh, unto the Lord that the Hebrews uh, writer wrote here this morning, uh, you will find out uh, that there is joy to focus on if you want to focus on it. You know, we can think about anything we want to think about. You can think about negative things. You can think about... Terrible things, you can think. I mean, in you know, life, there's something always going on. You can think about those things, but Paul, in writing this verses of Scripture, was trying to encourage us uh, to think about uh, the joy. I, I will tell you that one of the tricks I've found in living for God is the fact that when I get discouraged, I start thinking about and praying about uh, and making myself uh, uh, give the effort to think about the goodness of God and what He's done in my life and how He's brought me to where I'm at and what's going on and how He has kept me. I will tell you that there is no one that lives for God successfully uh, unless God keeps them. There's nobody in here to deserve None of us, from me to the choir to you, none of us deserve God uh, keeping us. But He does it anyway. If there's nothing else to think about, think about that. The joy, for the joy of our life. And so there's some things uh, that Paul laid out here and, and, and the things that he mentioned uh, And he he said, uh, beyond the cloud of witnesses. You know, all the the Bible's full of examples. The witnesses. The people that have endured things that you and I haven't even endured. Man. Somewhere along the line in Christmas stories, somewhere I've read... uh, about the example about the guy that got was depressed or discouraged over he didn't have any shoes until he saw the guy that didn't have any feet. Somehow we need to understand that there are those that have suffered things far worse than any of us have ever suffered. That's why we keep preaching on the story of Job every once in a while because we want people to understand that life can be tough. But I will tell you, there is a cloud of witnesses uh, to see uh, us how that they endured and they made it to the end. Paul said, I've made it to the end. And so there are these things that he gives instruction about. And one of them, he says, about laying aside weights and sin. I find that it is easier uh, to walk the life uh, that I live for Jesus Christ uh, if I have uh, uh, fewer things weighing on me, things that I've created for myself, things that I have done that discourage me, things that... Waylay me, and so the weights uh, that we deal with in life—they uh, uh, may not be sin, but they hinder our progress. Uh, and I will tell you, if you don't lay aside them at some point or another, they'll take you out. Because you know that that people uh, don't wear a, a, a diving suit with a lot of weights on it when they're trying to wear it, run a marathon. The reason why? Because the weight will take you out. You're going to lay down by the side of the road somewhere. And so it is. He said lay aside these things and and, and the sin that so easily besets us. You know the Bible is so full of understanding about what things are. You know, when we read in Galatians the fifth chapter, uh, it tells us uh, about the works of the flesh. Uh, and this is actually sin that the, that Paul is writing about. Uh, he said, Now the works of the flesh are evident, uh, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, s- uh, sorcery, uh, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dis- Uh, Dissensions, uh, heresies, envy, uh, uh, murders, drunkenness, uh, revilings, uh, and the the like of which uh, I tell you beforehand just as I've also told you in the times past uh, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you didn't understand all of those words, uh, uh, here's a good assignment. Go and study them. This is not the only scripture that mentions things that we shouldn't live our life by. The Lord is trying to give us uh, the identity of the things so that we are able uh, to look uh, uh, unto and endure and say, you know what, if I stay away from these things, I'm going to have less problems. I'm going to be able to endure and so he talks about the endurance of the race. Uh, You know, Christian life is not a sprint. Uh, I, I thought, well, maybe it's a marathon, but really I think it's more like an Ironman triathlon, you know, where they swim uh, for two miles, and they ride a bike for 112 miles, uh, and, and they run over 26 miles. So why in the world do people even endure such a grueling race? Because there is a pride. There is a prize. And so how do we endure the race that we are living to? The Bible tells us here, and this is the most important aspect of what I'm going to say today, look to Jesus. Look to him. Because he is our example. It says in 1 Peter 2 and 21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. The Lord endured whatever came His way. And He endured much because He he wanted to experience the things that you and I would experience in life so that He would know how to help us. He had endured temptation. You know, the devil tempted the Lord with uh, with uh, the things uh, that uh, are the most important aspects uh, of us understanding about sin, and that is uh, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the and the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Those things uh, that he uh, endured, so that he would know when we were tempted, how it felt. It says in Hebrews 2 and 18 for in him uh, uh, he himself has suffered being tempted uh, he is able to aid those who are tempted God knows so we look to him we say God now you know what I'm going through you know what I'm dealing with God You know, when one of the reasons that we are in need of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost in our lives, is so that we can be more like Christ. Because Christ was a man filled with the Spirit of God. And so that's why we need the Spirit of God. Jesus endu- endured the hostility of sinners. People don't understand living for God. It's becoming more and more of a problem in in our society. And of course, what he endured that we have not endured and and will not endure uh, is that he uh, he endured the cross. See, Jesus understood what he was going to face. It says in In Matthew 26 and 39, it says, And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. See, he was going to deal with the hostilities and the pain and the shame. These are things for us to consider when we become weary and discouraged. But I'm thankful that the writer of Hebrews also entered entered into this scripture the fact that, that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. When I want to just throw up my hands, I know it's not all up to me. I have watched in life, watching people come to God and God calling them. Many times I see one person out of a family or people that have suffered much loss to live for God, to come to the kingdom. I was talking to Brother Finney, the baritone singer of... um, the quartet on at the banquet and and he related to me just some of the stuff that happened in his life and how he lost everything because God revealed to him the oneness of God. Lost everything. Pretty rough road. I'm going to have him come and preach to us. Speak to us here. Because I'm going to tell you there are some people that have given up a lot for the kingdom. They've given up a lot for the kingdom. And you say, well, is that worth it? Yes, when you have joy, what's going to happen at the end? When you understand what the end product is, what what is going to bring about that which will be with us for eternity, then you understand. And that's why Jesus uh, endured the cross. Uh, That's why he endured the hostility. Uh, That's why he endured the pain and and the shame that came with all of that because he looked beyond all of that. He looked beyond what was happening in the present. Uh, and he looked uh, unto the, what would happen because that he suffered all of those things. Wow. And so he endured. You know, many times people think that they are the ones that initiate their relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, most of the Christian world said, well, just believe, so that, that like it's your choice to believe. But the Bible says in John 6 and 44, it says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. How many times have I said, God picks people out and he picked you out? God picked you out in other words he's the author of our living for him but the best part of it is he's also the finisher what God starts he can finish what God has started in my life he can finish So when I'm in the midst of the discouraging things, when I'm in the midst of being weary for what's happening in my life, when I'm in the midst of all of that, I I have to understand it's not me uh, that has the ability to endure. It's by the power of God that I have the ability to endure. That brings joy in my heart. To know and understand that he has, that one, the one that has started my walk with him is the one that is able to finish my walk with him. So for joy, Jesus endured. See, the word joy means the emotion invoked, invoked by well-being or success. I feel well when I'm not well because I know God is in in my life I have that see that feeling of well-being so what is was set before him the Lord the hope that was set for all of mankind the hope of eternal life in heaven because as Sister April has already said today, if it wasn't for Christmas and, and Easter, the two of those combined, we would have no hope. We would have no hope. But we have hope. And we can have joy. Not in our things that bring discouragement into our life, but we can have joy because what is at the end of the journey. You know, I have heard the saying, I think it was written in a song somewhere, everybody wants to die but not today. Everybody wants to go to heaven but just not today. (laughs) But one of these days, I want to go to heaven. Whenever God chooses, whenever He decides, whenever he's through with the work uh, that he has uh, started and is accomplishing in my life. And so at any present time when I'm suffering, I have a hope of eternal life in heaven. Revelations 21 and 4 says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more... Pain, for the former things have passed away that's the hope that's why I have joy it also says in Revelation 22 and 1 and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb and in the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life uh, which bore twelve fruits Uh, each uh, tree yielding its fruit every month. Uh, And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. We're going to be reunited with the tree of life. Adam and Eve took us away from that, but we're going to be reunited with it. And so whatever the path that I need to take that will get me there, I want to take that path. And as I'm going down that road and dealing with my life, I want to remember the joy that's at the end of my existence. You know, if you've ever had occasion that you really look towards maybe a celebration of some kind or a vacation or, you know, it really isn't, you know, it makes work, working every day a lot easier. You got this goal in mind. (laughs) Okay, man, you know, and. I'm going to get some days off here, and we're going to go here, wherever, Gatlinburg, or we're going to go to the beach, or we're going to go somewhere. And, and so, all of a sudden, your life is lighter. Yeah. When several weeks back that you weren't thinking about it, things were pretty tough. All of a sudden, things are better, because you are looking towards And so that's why we need to be reminded and remind ourselves on a very regular occasion that there is an end, a celebration in mind. There is something that we're working for because it helps the load get a little lighter. And so today I I encourage you if you're not looking unto Jesus, if you're not looking at the hope and eternal life that that he has in mind for us, and the very reason that he suffered all that he suffered, if you're not looking in that direction today, why don't you look in that direction? Why don't you look and and, and think about? It? Because when that joy, that sense of well being, that Everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. When you come to that understanding and that feeling in your life, whatever discouragement, whatever weariness, whatever is going on, it'll make the load a little lighter. It'll help you to endure. The joy of heaven makes us have the ability to continue on. And I hope today that you're looking in that direction. You know, the Bible tells us that if we just have hope in this life that we're miserable people. Because this life is just about the stuff that happens, then you die. They stick you in this coffin and they bury you. We all have an end date. If you think about that, that's that's depressing. It's not about thinking about this life. It's about thinking about what God has prepared for those who love Him. Those things that he has put together because he cares about you. The very reason for all of what Christ did and suffered through, all of it has to be the joy of heaven that's available to us all. I've said many times, no one's going to get to heaven and say man, I suffered all this for this? No one's going to ever say that. No one's going to say, this is, man, I can't believe this. No, it's going to be greater and wonderful, more wonderful than even described in the Scriptures that I read to you. It's going to be unbelievable. We don't really know. We don't understand. We just get a little glimpse what John wrote down. that's the joy that's in my heart today that's the feeling I have and this season that we're in is all about the beginning of that journey of looking unto Jesus and what he accomplished for you and I that heaven eternal life may be our home let's stand you. you know one of the wonderful things in my life That I get to experience with the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost in my life, is when I am facing difficulties or weariness or whatever else is going on in my life, I can go to the Lord and I can talk to Him. And I can pray in the Spirit. And that sense of well-being comes back into my life at that moment. Because I feel the arms of the Lord around me. And I feel His Spirit being with me. And that joy returns. And I'm able to endure. I'm able to continue forward. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have given up a long time ago. But I have that and I use it as frequently as I need to and so I'm encouraging you here today those of you that are in this building look unto Jesus look unto Jesus have a relationship with him find times where you talk with him and he talks with you And let him move in your life so that every situation can be dealt with. And in every situation, you can look for the joy of what God wants to accomplish in your life. I'm going to open these altars this morning if you're a guest and you'd like to come and pray with us today come and pray with us we use this area in the front of the church as kind of a point of contact with God you can pray to God anywhere but we've chosen this to be a place kind of like the Wailing Wall to be honest this is a place where we decide that we're going to talk to God I know that the Spirit of God has spoken to hearts today. Why don't you look unto Jesus and start that process coming and talking to God before you leave this place. And these altars are open for anyone that would like to come and pray. Amen. As they sing unto the Lord here today.